You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host Gio. Great to have your company and also my co-host. So good evening, VIG. Good evening. How are you, my friend? Very good. Been a big week and uh, I don't know if you knew this last week, but uh, I thought we were still a week or two away from the finals, but then I, uh, I noticed it's upon us and this week is the week of the final series. They've crept up on us, haven't they? It has indeed. And I think trying to watch too many leagues at once, we've been doing our, our Euro mini show as well. So trying to watch Serie A, Premier League, uh, La Liga, Liga, A-League and everything, I think we just, uh, yeah, it was just too much for us to juggle, but we're, we're back up to speed now. We know exactly what we're doing. We're back up and uh, finals footy this weekend. Yeah, so regular season almost done and dusted except for one game tonight. So eight games to review in our Revolution Roundup. So huge game tonight between City and the Phoenix, two teams who will be uh, who are both finish in the six and will be playing finals football. Uh, obviously Phoenix will be playing this weekend. City will get a week off whether they win the Premier's plate or they don't. Uh, it's a big difference though. One, one to, if they it win, they, <laughs> they will be holding a trophy aloft and won another trophy this season, back-to-back titles. And uh, if they don't, well, it will go to the blue of Melbourne and uh, they'll be celebrating. Yeah, big, big night for you then as well yeah, if, I'm, uh, I'm if the victory get up. I'm a bit excited. But, or if uh, City lose. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit excited. but <laughs> uh, AFC Champions League, Melbourne City and Sydney FC both missed the AFC Champions League knockout stages. Sydney extremely disappointing, uh, finishing last in the group without a win, while City unbeaten uh, and second in Group G on 12 points lost their spot in the playoffs to Group J runners-up Kitchy, who finished with only seven points due to the bogus rule that we talked about last week. Absolute shocker. How can a team who finishes on 12... How can you be undefeated in the group stage... And, and not go through. Well, you're on 12 points. The team that goes through is on seven, seven because points, they got yeah. six points against the team in fourth. And City obviously didn't pick up as many points against the team that finished last in the group. Now, this is an unusual situation. And, and look, I know a decision needs to be made, but uh, either it was a bum decision. Horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Look, we, we spoke about it last week. Um, you know, what, what, what can you do? They're the rules. Um, it's unfortunate for City, who I thought... Uh, handled themselves very well over there and, and, and did the A-League very proud. Um, so it's it's unfortunate that they don't go through, but, um, you know, they've got to concentrate now on the, on the league and, and winning the Premier's plate first and, and then the grand final. Congratulations to Sam Kerr on winning the Women's Super League title, uh, Chelsea's third consecutive in, uh, cons- consecutive title, and also on being named the English Football Writers Women's Player of the Year. Yeah, huge for Sam Kerr. She's had, she's had a good season. Um, and let's hope she carries that over now into the Matildas. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, they had a, a bit of a quick photo shoot with Sam Kerr being the Women's Player of the Year and Mo Salah. It looked like the most uncomfortable coming of two legends I've ever seen. It was it was just like, do we have to talk? Do we have to say anything to each other? It just it didn't look for two great players. I, I don't know if it's because, uh, like I said, you know, Sam has gone from playing in the I suppose the W League to now a huge uh, a league like uh, the Women's Premier League, and maybe Mo's not not used to you know what I mean being there and and being interviewed. Mo's uh, the man. Mo's the man with, with someone else in the room, but uh, just it was just awkward. 
It was a bit hard <laughs> to fit two goats in. It was hard to fit two goats in. Player escape room, we welcomed former Wolves and Melbourne Victory's Portuguese star defender, Roderick Miranda. So I asked him, what should we call him? Because I hear all the time, Miranda, this, that, Rod, Roddy. Roderick. Roddy, Roddy, yeah, I've heard everything. Rod. So we, we find out a little bit later um, what he likes to be called and a million other things about him. Uh, we've extended our uh, version of clinical finish this week, so it'll be a little bit longer so we can cover not only our goal, uh, Tom Hammond goal of the week, but um, also we can talk about uh, the final series, how it works, so who's playing the two games this week as well as what happens the week after with the semi-finals. Um, so a quick update on the Premier's plate, which will be decided tonight. A win for City against fellow top, so, uh, top six side, the Phoenix. We'll see them claim back-to-back titles. Um, victory sitting on 48, City on 46, Western United on 45, Adelaide 43. The Mariners back uh, in fifth on 42 and the Phoenix on 39. Then come the rest. So the rest of them are done. Don't worry about the rest. The rest are done. And uh, quick question for you before we do move on to our uh, Revolution Roundup. Should the final round kick off simultaneously? So having these games all staggered, look, I, I know you can't have it, I suppose, for I suppose not only media, um, you know, media rights and all these sorts of things and playing the games all on one day would be hard and we've complained about them having three games on at the same time on a Saturday night, but should there be a game yeah, on the Monday I, now? I, I, think, I, think, I think all games should kick off at the same time. Okay. Um, or all games that still have some sort of meaning on the top six should at least kick off at the same time. Yeah, because it is a bit, bit drawn sense. out now, isn't it? You know, it's it it you know, three four days of, of football. We've got a game on Monday night now. Um, I think it, it adds to the um, spectacle. I guess if there's four games, say there's four games at once that all have meaning and um, all have an impact on the top six. You play all those four games at once, and you know everyone's got eyeballs on on all four games and. It creates a bit of um, a bit of buzz around it. I think. Look, I, I know I'm not anymore, but I, I still look at uh, football as a, as I, as if I'm a kid. And for me, I want to see whoever wins being able to celebrate the Premier's plate, not victory win. And then you got to sit there now and go. Yeah. Well, hang on a sec. We can't celebrate. You got to wait now two days until we find out if City yeah, win and, and who and wins. And then they don't really celebrate. If if victory go and win the Premier's plate, where, where are they going to celebrate? They're going to be what, sitting in the room together watching the game. No, they'll right? be home. Yeah. They're going to do a Zoom call. Have yeah, a Zoom yeah, yeah. party. Zoom party. <laughs> we pop a Popper's Zoom Popper's party. Zoom. Yeah. Look for me. It's I don't. I don't think that there's enough thought put into it. I think all games should have at least been played, if not at the same time, at least played on... So there was no games on Friday. I think it's an opportunity missed. But there was no games played on Friday, so you could have played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and at least by the end of the weekend, you could have, by the end of Mother's Day, the title decided. Instead, now you've got a Monday game, which, to be honest, how many people are going to get there tonight? 4,000? I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I would... I would like to see them look at this for next season. There's a lot of things I'd like to see them look at for next season um, from a broadcast perspective and from a competition perspective. Um, there's, a, there's a big, big list. This is one of them. I think having the games all played on the final day at the same time, Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, whatever it is, create a bit of buzz around it, final game of the year, bang, and, and let's, let's see. Like you said, I want to see someone lift the Premier's plate. Come on, the Phoenix. Come on, the Knicks. <laughs> I like, yeah. Look, I I do like the Phoenix as a side, and look, City what, what, are a fantastic. What happens if What happens if Wellington are playing in Wellington? Do they have to play on Eastern uh, our AEST time, or do they have to play on NZ time? What's, what? I just want them to get a win. As long, look, City oh. are worthy Premier's Plate winners, but I'd love the victory after the couple of seasons that uh, they've had to go and uh, win this Premier's Plate and uh, look show show the popper is 
if not the best, one of the best A-League coaches of all time because he just knows how to get the job done. Uh, never fear too, I know you were really disappointed and listeners were shattered last week that I didn't get to do my uh, Revolution Roundup rap. I, di- I, didn't get to, yeah, I didn't get caught out this week, even though there's a game tonight. I decided I'd still do one, excluding that one match. So we'll get stuck into that one. So Melbourne City and victory fighting for the plate. Glory come good, though a little too late. An excellent home win, push Adelaide in the four. And for the team 7th to 12th, the season is no more. Very good. That wasn't such a bore. (laughs) All right, so let's get stuck into the eight games. As we said, there's eight games to review in the Revolution Roundup with uh, one to be played tonight. So the first game was the Raw versus the Mariners. There was two games this week for the Mariners. So the first of those two games was a 2-0 win away from home against against Brisbane. Not the Mariners' best performance, but thanks to Birigetti's brilliance between the sticks. I think he he saved from Parsons twice and uh, Skipper O'Shea. And goals to uh, Kual, strikes again, and Lewis Miller. They got the job done. Raw played really well. Unlucky not to get something out of the game, but you don't always get what you deserve. No, you don't. But um, Central Coast just keep rolling on. They're building a bit of momentum um, now heading into the finals. So uh, interesting to see how, how they go and they, they progress this week. But um, good to see uh, Lewis Miller on the score sheet. I think he's been a pretty good player for you know this back end of the season. He's, he's done really well. Um, and Garant Cole keeps banging him in, hey? Yeah, he's off his brother. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he could be a, a Star Wars trilogy. Strikes yeah. back. Look, Alukol did say you got to you got to watch my younger brother. He's better than me, so we're watching him, and um, you know, hopefully, he gets more minutes in the A League and progresses his career. Okay, so moving on to the uh, the second of the the game of the round, which was the uh, Wednesday. There was two Wednesday games. It was the first of the Wednesday games. So the Jets and Western United shared the points. Jets severely hurt Western United's chance of a top two finish. Lucky to get a point with Silvera and Mikko Tatsa rattling the posts. And uh, Jamie Young denying Silvera and uh, Ma- uh, Maragas goals. Is it Maragas? Maragas. Maragas. Yeah. Maragas goals. So, yeah, look, I think uh, even though Western United will be looking at it as, a, as an opportunity that slipped through their fingers, I think uh, it was uh, – it was they, they were lucky, lucky to walk to get away. a point, yeah. yeah I think they were. Yeah. If, you, if you saw it, there was a mistake and uh, Silvera tried to lob uh, Jamie Young from uh, almost halfway and Jamie, as per usual, put his body on the line, smashed into the post but was smart enough to then realise where he was and, and recover. Get back up, yeah. um, Mikko Tatsu, like I said, early on, uh, you know, smashed the post. Silvera hit the post. And uh, so, look, I, I think that, uh, look, one point was uh, was probably more than they deserved, but I think the Jets deserved all three points. But that's the story of things for them this year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, we've said that. They've been, they've been good in patches and, and good in games, but um, have failed to sort of close out games sometimes. And to take a point against Western United is, is a good effort, especially a Western United team that are playing for, they were playing for a premiership at that point. Um, so they'll, they'll be disappointed. It's a it's an opportunity uh, missed for Western United, and um, as we see, they they end up finishing third place. So disappointing week for them, I think. Yeah, it was indeed. So the second of the Wednesday games, Hallelujah, Perth Glory two, Melbourne City zero. So gutsy Glory hand their coach his first win. So a huge scalp for the Glory, but uh, City no good. Curtis sees Curtis Good sees red. They must have left their shooting boots and keeper gloves in Thailand. <laughs> it was uh, well, yeah. Shooting boots, hundred percent. Um, although uh, Liam Reddy was fantastic, he, he did pull out some good saves. Look, Liam Reddy made a, a fantastic save um, to keep out Joel. Uh, I think uh, Roston Griffiths header. Roston uh, Griffiths. I mean, Lecky hit the crossbar. J Mac hit the post. Yeah. So look, they did have their chances, but definitely they left uh, one of their kit bags. Uh, back, in, boots. back in Thailand The, the new boots yeah, the, well, They brought the no Andrew boots no boots Yeah they did they bring the, the no boots. boots They did They brought those back instead yeah, well, well look when, when you get off to a start like that By Perth That Callum Timmons um, First goal Absolute stunner 
Well, he got a double, so he the did. first a stunning he strike. Was, he was man of the match. And the, sec- the second was a, uh, a gift from uh, Glover. It was. Glover lover. Showing him a <laughs> bit, bit too much love. It was giving him too, too much yeah, love. Yeah, no, just disappointing. Look, a bit of a hangover. Um, I'm not going to – you're not going to blame the travel, but, you know, they did play. I think they had six games in ten days or something like that. Um, you know, and A-League, our A-League squads aren't – we don't have massive squads, right? So even, even though they did rotate players and, and you know – across those six games um it is difficult to fly back here um travel to perth as well i'm not sure if they I'm, i assume they flew direct there instead of flying back so to you give more credit to, to the glory than you would t- trying to make excuses for city based on oh look i don't think city will be checks, will be looking uh, to make ex- excuses um you know an- another day that they might score three goals there you know they hit the crossbar liam ready pulls off a save um uh, who else hit J Mac hit the hit the post? So another day, they, those three go in and they probably win three two or go on and win four two five two. Okay, big question for you: Does this A League holiday hangover cost them the Premier's plate? I'm going to say yes. I say they draw tonight. Okay, with uh, with Wellington. Okay, and I think it costs them costs them the Premiership. Yeah. So look. I don't know. There's another thing. Do you look at next year? Can you go away? You know, with AFC commitments for three weeks, three and a half weeks at a time, four weeks. Forget yeah. where Australia is. Forget how to get home. Forget how to play when you get here, because that's probably their worst their worst result of the season. Yeah, to look to to go and lose two nil to to Perth Glory, who are bottom of the league, uh, and, and couldn't find a win if they couldn't couldn't buy a win <laughs> at the moment, right? <laughs> Could not buy a win um, to go there and to and to lose. Uh, it's it's disappointing, very disappointing. Hats off though to the glory. So yeah. while we do have a bit of fun with them and play pin the tail and donkey with them quite often, uh, a young squad has gone out there against a team, and you can only doesn't matter how City played, you can only play against a team that you put against, and uh, they've gone out there against a team that is heading for back to back premiers plates and is a big chance of taking out the title again this year, and they've beaten them two 0 So congratulations to them and to Callan Timmons for a, a, an excellent performance. So moving. Moving on to the only Thursday game, the Wanderers and the Phoenix. The Phoenix, the away team, ran out 2-1 winners. Three goals, three goals given offside. Three shots hit the frame of the goals. Enjoyable action. It was enjoyable. It would have been more enjoyable if all those goals were were counted because it would have ended up 4-3 or something like that, yeah? And not so enjoyable if you're a Wanderers fan because the Phoenix sucks up the pressure and hits the Wanderers on the old counter twice. They do, they do. And uh, Tom Tom Ahmed as well doing the damage. So, Um, yeah, look... uh, Disappointing for the one. The one. That's the wonder of season in a nutshell, right? Just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Um, you know, playing at home, you want to finish the season well, but they, they sort of just you know gave up in the end, and, and Phoenix ran out winners. Uh, David having a ball, setting up Sam Sutton and Piscopo with a fantastic winner. Um, what yeah. I also really enjoyed was uh, Sale disarmed and a beanie rocket to ensure his team. Uh, his team took home the, the win. So it was uh, it was a complete performance from number one through to, to your striker. So your goalkeeper did his job, your, your defence did their job, your midfielders and then your strikers did it. So it was a very a very good team effort. And, okay, it was highlighted by a little bits of magic from certain players, but I think yeah. it was a really good team performance that Ulfak Tale would be very happy with. Yeah, definitely. And, and they've shown, Wellington have shown all year that they are a team and they, they do work together. They've got a game plan. Um, Ulfak Tale's got them, got them set up uh, quite nicely. And they play their style week in, week out. They don't sort of waver from that. They, they keep doing the same things over and over again. Um, Borley was fantastic. I think he could have had another assist. I think he was offside for one of them. Yeah, that was one of the, quite, the three offsides. Yeah. Quite, quite close. It was um, um, Ben Old, I think, that he set ben up. Ben Old, it was, yeah. it was a lovely, yeah. lovely was, finish, lovely was, cross, lovely finish. Was. So he could have had two assists. 
Uh, Piscopo's right foot strike, brilliant. You know, coming in off the left-hand side, I think that's his favoured position. Um, picking the ball up wide, coming in, dragging it onto his right foot and then uh, unleashing. So uh, great strike there. And, and Wellington as well, you know, they, they deserve to be where they are. So moving on to the uh, first of the two Saturday games. So the Mariners ran out 2-0 winners over the Jets. Mariners do the F3 derby double. Uh, Mikkel Tatsa firing an early warning shot, striking the frame. But then cometh the hour, Cummings the man. What a wonderful strike. Yeah, he's, he's proving me wrong, I think. Um, I, I didn't give him much chance of a, of a Socceroos jersey, but... He's definitely you know, better than his nickname they've given him. Can we repeat? Uh, I'm not going to even have a crack at that. What, what is it? <laughs> I don't... No, it's a, it's an abbreviated version of his surname with dog at the end. I, I'm not super Come keen dog on. millionaire. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, Whatever it, it is. It is that, but uh, yeah. No, he's, 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 he's been good. I, I can't can't deny that. 20 he's, games, he's scoring goals. 10 goals. Yes. Yeah, what a return. Mate, it's an what excellent return. return. And, we ta- return right? and we talk about and Jay that, Mack and we talk about Michael Tadsa. And, and that's with no preseason, um, you know, f- figuring out, gelling with the team and everything. That's coming straight in and, and delivering on a, you know, straight yeah, away. And without so. a team with surplus, you know, like not like a team like City where they have all these internationals here and there. They've yeah. got a, a basic squad. Um, and he's come in and done a wonderful job. And, you know, the only downside about it is you can never get near him in the media. You know, every single time I try and get him to come on the show, there's a queue mate. longer than when hung, uh, when Krispy Kremes was he's at a Penrith. Me- and they he's had a media the hazard, through. mate. He's yeah, a media yeah. hazard, that bloke. <laughs> he is. Get him on. Did, did you see too that uh, it goes to show that Becker, uh, Mikkel Tatsa, uh, is human with a terrible miss with the goal at his mercy. So they were 1-0 down. Nice cutback. You would have put house, car, kids, everything on uh, him to slot that home and uh, and add another goal to his tally for the se- his very impressive tally for the season. And he skied it into orbit. Look, he's only human. He's he's been fantastic all year. Um, can't take that away from him, and and you know he'll be disappointed that he that he missed that. I might put it on his highlights reel. Yeah, <laughs> not sure he'd be too happy with that. All right, the second of the two Saturday uh, games was uh, the Big Blue, which uh, wasn't great for we'll you. Skip this one, mate. Yeah, look, only one team in the Big Blue, and they could be the minor premiers. So that gives gives away the, the hint, I think, and gives away who which team it was. It was uh, victory. Alfie's 50th goal on these shores, one of the only bright spots uh, with a great strike. But other than that, not much went Sydney's way. No, not at all. And, you know, I, I'm disappointed that Sydney changed their shorts to, to sky blue away from their traditional navy blue. Why? I, just, I think I think just, just seeing that, that's... that's they were trying the to man. hide. They were trying to hide. Yeah, that's, that, they're trying <laughs> to act like... They were trying to think they were Melbourne City, yeah. right? That just shows the mentality of that club at the moment. Um uh, the home side should never change their their kit, their mm. home kit, right? Make Melbourne Victory wear pink shorts, orange shorts, green shorts. So you were pretty excited about whatever, this right? When I saw <laughs> when I turned the TV on and I saw that, yeah, I thought this is you know why. I'm I'm really easy to fire up, but you're so hard to do. So all I had to do was talk about what colour shorts your team had on, and then Why? we got you fired up. Yeah. yeah anyway, the, I love this VIG. Look, uh, that that <laughs> that for me sums up Sydney's season, right? You're playing at home, and you're changing your your home kits. Is this a version of being caught with your pants down but pants up? Pretty much, or whatever it is. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's just it's, I'm not having it. Um, and. Plain and simple in this game, Melbourne victory were just too good. Look, you can just put on D'Agostino, the, the, post, you can put on the poster, yeah. Precision and power as Brimmer, D'Agostino, Guerrier and Hamill all on the score sheet. D'Agostino's goal was, was brilliant. Um, what, it lovely, was just a bulldozer, lovely, wasn't it? Lovely run. He's just, he's just powerful. He's, he's powerful. It was and like watching, you'll probably watch this eventually with your, with your little fellow Giannis, uh, Ferdinand the Bull. It just, just goes charging through and just knocks everything out of its way. 
That's that's him. he's he's a bull. He's a raging bull. He's yeah. just and he's he's strong. He's physical. Maybe McCarthy um, will come knocking next year. <laughs> possibly. There'll probably be a few teams come knocking for him. But um, no, he was brilliant. Brimmer, I think, has been brilliant all season. Um, I'm going to throw it out there. He should be in the Socceroos team. Okay, not a bad option. Yeah. If not, if not now, if not now for for this for these qualifiers, he's got to be in there for the next um the next block. And if so, he needs to buy uh, either. I don't know, a, a, a six-pack of, uh, a, 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 like, six bottles of wine or a nice dinner for, for, for Popper because without Popper last year, oh, he was He's, he's taken him to another level. Well, he has. But, he, he, look, you've got to have the talent for someone to be able to bring that out of you. But uh, everyone knew he had it. You don't go and play for Liverpool Football Club over in yeah, England yeah. if you don't have absolute pedigree. But, unfortunately, I've seen players like that who end up missing those opportunities because you don't get any luck after you are at the top and then the next couple of moves fall through and, and, and things don't go your way. So another one or two bad years, who knows what it does to his psyche, but he has a year this year where they're looking at silverware, everyone's talking about how fantastic he's been. He scores in open play, he sets them up, he works his, his clacker out, he's, he's scoring free kicks, so yeah, he's, a, he's free, been a hell of a player. We've, we've always known he's been a dead ball specialist. He's always been good from a, a set piece. Um, but now he's adding those, he's actually scoring those those set pieces, those free kicks. And assisting from him as well. So he's been fantastic all year for me. I was hoping for Sydney that maybe the uh, Vietnam AFC trip would have been this week instead of last and then they could have uh, enjoyed a, a week and, or a couple of weeks in Vietnam after the season they've had. It's been a long season. And look, you can't be at the top forever. So bad luck for hey, Sydney. I, they miss I'm out surprised their top a few six. of them didn't, didn't try and stay back there. Oh, maybe a few of them did. Maybe they sent a couple of ring-ins for them instead. But uh, moving on to the first of the two Sunday games, it was between MacArthur Bulls and Wanderers, probably the least exciting game of the weekend. But uh, just blow the whistle. 40-plus shots, a shocking miss by Petrados, a first A-League goal for Jared Carluccio, a suspect penalty and an even more suspect disallowed Tom Ahmed winner. Um, just glad these guys are both getting some off-season time. They can go hiking, they can go shopping, maybe take a trip with the family, do something, because uh, I haven't seen a lot that I've liked this year from either Milicic's team or Rudin's. Rudin will be back next year. Um, we don't know who's going to be in head, at the head of the Bulls next year, but um, it, it, this year's been poor. He's gone. Yeah, it has. And look, he's yeah, done look, great, great things for him, but uh, he, this year was like a totally different team, with, with like the, a different coach. With the squads that both these clubs have, they shouldn't be in the bottom six. Um, and, and the start that MacArthur had to the season as well, being a, they were leading the league after five, six rounds, I'm pretty sure. That was fool's gold, I think. Yeah. Do you reckon they just got off to got off to a bit of a good start? Other teams. Maybe other just, teams, teams, yeah. You know, they'd played a few more games than the other teams. They were, they were a couple of points ahead, I think, when the other teams started to play their catch-up games. Um, you know, they, they sort of fall you're, down. You're, you know, at the wedding, you're the best dancer on the dance floor when you're there by yourself. And then as soon yeah, as other people come up. out and you go, no, I'm not so no, good. And then you start to <laughs> sort of move, move your way to the side and go back and sit down. Yeah, so look, uh, you know, I'm glad we don't have to talk about, to be honest, in all due respect, I'm glad we don't have to talk about them again this season. But uh, moving on to a big game, it was uh, Adelaide versus Western United and Adelaide uh, needing a win, same as Western United, and Adelaide ran out 2-1 winners. Aloisi's men only picking out one point from their last nine. Are they running out of gas? Potentially, it's yeah. Not, it's not a good time to be... They've it's, been, they've it's been excellent this year. They're, they've been great. They have been great. Um, but when you look at the other teams, you look at uh, Melbourne Victory, I think they're undefeated now in 15 or 16. Um, Adelaide, so that, momentum. that's... Adelaide, Adelaide sealed it fourth, claiming fifth win in a row. Fifth win in a row, Adelaide. Uh, Central Coast finding a bit of form now. When you look at, when you look at that, um, you know, out, out of the, the teams, uh, apart from City and, and Victory... The four teams below that that play this weekend, you know, the three of them are in form and Western United are, are out of form at the moment. 
Yeah, look, uh, we were saying most of the time, let's see how occasionally when they did lose a game or drop points, how they'll bounce back. And throughout the year, they've bounced back regularly. But uh, yeah, three three games without a win, um, and even the couple of games before that, I don't think they were they were fantastic wins from them. And some of their players who were in great form are not currently on on, on a streak. But uh, I got a text message during the week. You'll be happy to hear from um, Javi Lopez. He must have heard you last week talking about him being in our um, TFR All Stars team. He's in my team. He's in my team. He well, yeah. not only that, he scored a sensational goal, and he clear and he did a goal line clearance at one one, which potentially was a game winner for them either the goal and the clearance. So he, he said thank you very much. Tell VIG that uh, even though he's a, he's a Sydney supporter, uh, he's got a fan in one of the Reds because um, he's put me in his team of the week and it, I think it gave him that little bit of a nudge on for him to go out and have a fantastic game. Yeah, look, he's a top he's a top player and that strike, um, you know, for, for a right back, a finish like that, you, you see him, he, he's always sniffing around the edge of the box, right? He loves to sort of come inside a little bit. So... He's always sniffing around, and and he does have a nice strike on him. And it was a lovely uh, ball back from Oliveira, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. Um, lovely ball back, and just that that whip. You know, when, as a right back, when you get a ball like that, and you're running into the box, your eyes just light up. You know, when they say, uh, you know, you, you don't go to the well too many times. Well, they have because not only did they get one from that full back, but then Kito with oh, a surprising Kito. but special winner to give the home fans a final home win. So your two goals come from, which will be disappointing your for Western United, right your left yeah. and your right back yeah. give you the win. There's nothing from Goodwin. There's nothing from Blackwood or any of those guys yeah. in your front Ibasuki third. or whatever, whoever. Yeah. Nah, instead, it comes from your back too, but it just goes to show that it was a team performance from Adelaide as well. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're finding some form. Um, when you have a player like Craig Goodwin who's on the ball consistently. He, he put some lovely balls in. Uh, Blackwood was, you know, did some good work up top. Uh, Ibusuki came off the bench. Um, they've got some power. So they're not going to – I think they've got a home final now as well. So if I, not, if I can just get good, If I can just get Goodwin when he retires or he quits playing in the A-League to come and play a couple of games with you because you can play at left back, he can play in front of you because you absolutely uh, love watching his crosses, I'll, don't you? I'll just, I'll just get the ball and pass it to him. You just take some day. popcorn, put it in your shorts oh, and sit down and watch him more though. <laughs> All I would do was get the ball and just pass it to Craig Goodwin. I know you would. So that just leaves the Melbourne City and Phoenix tonight. So uh, like we said, this will determine uh, who is crowned the champions or uh, we'll first past the post and wins the, the first bit of major silverware. Um, but uh, look, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, up after the, the break, we welcome to the Player Escape Room, Melbourne Victories Portuguese star, Roderick Miranda. Speak to you then. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the Player Escape Room is a former Premier League player who has added some much-needed steel and class to Melbourne Victories' back line. Please welcome to the show, Portuguese star, Roderick Miranda. Hey, Roderick, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invite. How are you? Everything well with you? Yeah, yeah, everything okay with yourself as well. Mate, uh, we, we're getting along and this is the best part of the show, having stars on like you, so it's quite exciting for us. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy to have uh, had you on the show. Thank you for that. How are you pleasure en- as well to be here. <laughs> How are you enjoying living in Australia and playing at Melbourne Victory? Well, myself and my family, we are enjoying a lot living here. Um, a lovely country, lovely person. Um, the football as well. This season, is we are we are doing a very good season, I think. Uh, maybe with some more points that we deserve in some games, but football is like this. Uh, we are enjoying a lot living here and as well playing in Melbourne. So when you say your family, so you've got your wife and how many children do you have? Uh, two little boys. Two little boys, okay. And what are their names? Yeah. Santiago, the oldest one, the youngest one, Leonardo. 
Nice. Okay, so they uh, are they already big into football like their dad? The oldest one is starting to to give his first steps, uh, but he's too young to know what he wants to do. He loves a lot of things, so let's see. Okay. What made you choose the A-League? So the A-League's quite a fair distance from the rest of the, of the leagues that you've played in around the world. What made you, made you decide to come here? The beginning was a difficult choice uh, when the, the boss, Tony and JD, started to, to call me, to my agent as well, to, to come. It was a little bit difficult to, to, to give this step towards the, the A-League. Uh, but after some some weeks of speaking, uh, trying to figure out more about the country, about the league, and in the end was a was a good choice because maybe for my family, especially for my family, I think is the best place that we could be in the moment. Even for myself, I'm enjoying a lot playing football here in Australia. It's good for me as well, and I'm trying to help Melbourne Victory. I think I'm. We are, me, the lads, we are giving to the fans as well the, the excitement that maybe they lost in the past few years. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy to be here, to be honest, and very glad for the decision I took in the last summer. Me too, because uh, even though I'm located in Sydney, I'm a Victory fan, so I'm, I'm very happy that uh, you've come to Victory and you're a big big part of the reason why under Popper's rebuild uh, we're at the right end of the table now pushing for silverware instead of the wrong end of the table. So can you tell me, uh, so you've come you've come to the Victory, was there any former teammates that you spoke to or someone that's played in this league that you'd spoke to to get a bit of advice or was it solely just on the people around you that helped you make the decision? No, just just see some some comments in the in like online. Try to see what the speak, what the people speak about it, not only about the league but mostly about the country because it's uh, since I was young, like maybe ten years old, nine years old, was always my my country, like my dream flight, like my dream vacation. I want to go to Australia to be there two three months, so I always have this in my back head. Um, but after to come here and to work in Australia. Just need to to dig a little bit more. Uh, my wife found only good things about Australia. Everybody that come here to holidays stay here to live. So I said, hey, let's go. Maybe it's up to us as well. We go there for a couple of years and we stay living there. We don't know. Um, but was was like this. Was by myself. I didn't ask no nothing to nobody. Just me and my wife trying to to understand what's what's my next step or our family next step. And well, we are here now. More than happy. It's another it's another thing on your bucket list you've ticked off. So you've played in a lot of big leagues around the world. Now you tick off visiting Australia, which you've always wanted to do. So uh, now you've got to find some, some new things to do and maybe maybe uh, winning some silverware is another thing on your bucket list that hopefully you'll tick off this year. Yes, hopefully, hopefully. So you've played in Portugal, Spain, England, Greece, Turkey, Switzerland and now Australia. In which country did you, did you enjoy your time the most? So excluding Portugal, which is your home, and obviously Australia because I'm biased, so uh, I, I won't put you on the spot with that. Where did you enjoy <laughs> playing your football the most? Well, you, you take me the, the, two, the two countries that I enjoy most to play football, to be honest, was in Portugal and here. Uh, but a part of that, maybe in England, because England, I think, is a different kind of football. Is where the football was born. The people, the passion that the fans have have on the game, the respect on the game. Uh, every pitch is unbelievable to play. Um, opponents very tough to beat. Um, so I think maybe England. I choose England. Okay. What have you learned playing around the world that you wish you'd known 10 years ago? So in all these leagues, you've obviously picked up a lot of things, lessons off the pitch and on the pitch. What do you wish that you could have told a, a, a 21-year-old Roderick 
10 years ago, hey, this is what you should be doing or this is a path you should have taken? I think this is like a question that is hard to answer because I know now I'm much more complete than 10 years ago, for sure. Like like you now, you are much more complete than years ago, for sure. And what I could say, maybe not that I was not serious, but when you when you start to to be in certain stages, um, a little bit older, you realize that maybe when you you were young, you didn't pay too much attention to some details that now you pay more attention. So maybe that was that was my advice, like pay attention to the little details because they make the difference. You knew exactly what you're saying. That was an excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have here paper reading. It's good. Um, so, okay, this is one of the first games I like to play with my guests. So the first one is of your current and former teammates, and I'll ask you who would you, and I'll ask you three questions. Just give me one player. It could be anybody you've played with or you know, currently playing with that uh, you think would be applicable for these questions. You ready to go? Okay. Yeah, ready. Let's go. Who would you invite to dinner? Ruben Eves. Okay, why? Because he's, he's a mate, he's a good mate of mine. Uh, we are good friends and a lot of times we had dinner before, so one more time, no worries about that. And where did you guys play together? Novarampton. Okay, nice. All right, trust to mind your kids. Now, this is a big one, so I think your wife would get a vote in this one too as well, but uh, who would you <laughs> trust to mind your kids out of uh, your former or current teammates? Well, Matty Acton, I think, because okay. I already watch him with the kids and I think he's a, he's a very good dad and I will trust my kids on him for sure. Okay, so if there's a big event at Victory this year and uh, you need someone to mind, you'll just uh, tap <laughs> Matt on the shoulder and say, hey, mate, uh, mind throwing a few extra kids in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will say him to watch this, this podcast and after I say, hey, can you get my kids this night? <laughs> what about Papa? Would you trust Papa with your kids? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, maybe he's a little bit busy about the schedules, but yeah, smart answer. For sure, <laughs> he take care. He take care of. He take care of his players good for sure. Of his sons as well. So my kids, he will take care as well. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job uh, at Victory, and I was very happy that uh, he got the victory. He's done it at Wanderers, and he's done it at the Glory. So uh, coming to our team, the victory it was a, it was a great move for uh, for not only the victory, but I think for the whole league. So, and the last question: Who would you take to karaoke? To karaoke, <laughs> yeah. Can you sing? Are you a good singer? Nah, nah, awful. <laughs> okay. <Very bad. laughs> maybe, maybe Ray Marchand. Okay. Is he a good singer <laughs> or just very, entertaining? No, no, he's entertaining, but the, the voice is awful, like very, very, but he's very funny and for sure he will, would be a night to remember if we go to a karaoke night, for sure. I have, I have heard that. So, uh. Jared Tyson, who was uh, at uh, Victory for a while, um, is a, yeah. a guest host on the show. And when I asked him, uh, you know, who are the players that uh, you get some good value out of in an interview, he definitely said Ray Martian is one of those guys. So it fits in line with what he told me. So all right, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with him. In in the in the clubs that you've been at, you've been at a few clubs. Do they have like a in, uh, introduction song? Is there a song that you have to sing? And if so, what's your go to song? Normally, I have always. This year, we had the option to sing or not. After, if we don't, if we don't sing, we just pay a little fine, and I choose the fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I was not willing to expose my voice. Uh, but normally, it's like a Brazilian song that was like very new a few years ago. The um, I still pego. I don't know if 
if this song appeared here in Australia, but it was a very famous song. And I always, always take this one because almost every player knows. So I start the first five seconds and they join me. So I just sing along for five seconds. It's good. Mate, it would have been, if I see you play on the park and, and do a few training sessions, then you sing, maybe it's different. But before you get on the park to do the singing, you lose some credibility, right? So I think you did the right thing pay, pay, yeah. paying the fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, they, they, they listen to me and say, yeah, this guy have no respect. So <laughs> okay. <why>. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's Need to protect ourselves. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Moving on to the second game I like to play, we call Lock, Stock and Three Smoking Balls. Three questions for you. Uh, one's about football, the other two aren't. You ready to go? If you could sign one player from any A-League team to play in your victory side, who would it be? Maybe the captain of Brisbane, O'Shea. Okay, O'Shea, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, look, usually people say J-Mac. He scores so many goals, everyone tells me the same thing for City, for Milk. For Melbourne City, uh, J Max. So McLaren, Jamie McLaren. Oh, Usually yeah, everyone yeah, McLaren, says yeah. oh, goals win games and stuff, but uh, I've had a few different ones. But yeah, look, I think that's a that's a that's a wise choice. So he's he's had a good year this year with quite a few assists in a team that uh, struggled a little bit. So uh, all right, cool. So why why him? Why would you choose him? Because of the all the all the games that we play against them, uh, he was always the guy that was a step ahead of the rest of the teammates. And well, in the rest of the teams, they, they can have one or two players that can make the difference. But was the player that I like the most, I think, like short pass, long pass, set pieces, uh, intensity, aggression. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, we'll lock him in. If you could change one FIFA rule, what would it be? So not on the video game, not on FIFA 22 or something, but in, in any of the leagues you've played in, what rule really drives you nuts? Uh, remove the VAR. Oh, the VAR? You don't like the VAR? Yeah. Supposed to help, but I think it's getting worse. And a lot of time, take a lot of time off the game, like the fans. Last game, we we stood maybe 10 minutes on the rain, waiting for some call. Like, it's okay, everybody made mistakes, players make mistakes, referee made mistakes. So let's keep the game like this. It's normal. Would you keep the goal line technology in, though, and just get rid of the rest, or you get rid of everything altogether and just go back to a set of referees' eyes? No, the goal, the goal line technology is okay because they receive the... The notification in the watch. Okay, this can continue because it's they we do we don't waste time on that. Only with the VR we lose a lot of time, and for me, it makes no sense. We'll move on to the next question. Otherwise, it'll be a four-hour show because the VAR drives Sorry. me nuts, Roderick. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, last weekend, I think it was or the weekend before Arsenal game, they gave a goal or a penalty based on a decision that was offside, and then they said, but it was offside, but the play continued and they gave a penalty. No, the play's dead. If, if it's offside, the game the game's yeah. done a dusty. It doesn't matter what happens, maybe a card, but you can't give a penalty after something happened that shouldn't have happened. So <laughs> let's move but, on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, we never understand the rules of the VR. Every every referee each game made his own rules. Like it's difficult to understand. So it's better, yeah, move on. All right, let's let's. <laughs> but we'll talk. We'll talk. Maybe talk off air about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could be a per any person for one day. Who would it be? Alive or dead? Could be any genre. Could be movie star, singer, uh, politician, anyone. One person for a day. Oh, too difficult. I would love to be like what I know now, be inside like a kid or a child to, to try to understand like the way they see the world like, because they are so naive still. You already have that with your two sons. 
<laughs> that's yeah, you. But I'm not inside of them. <laughs> no, but you, they still tell you a lot of stuff, and and there's still mini versions of you. So that's as close as I think we're going to get. Uh, I would like, I would love to be inside of my maybe oldest son because now with four years, there's already a lot of interaction um, and to understand, like to see, or even inside of my wife to to see me and to to realize how the people can see me as well. Maybe. Nice. I can tell you if you like. I, I'll send you an email. I can tell you how they see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Appreciate for that. <laughs> no worries. All good. All right. So moving on to our final game, which is our, our version of the card game, you know. So we've called it Nuno, um, obviously being an ex-Spurs fan and also after Nuno Reyes, the uh, Melbourne City uh, star defender. But, um, yeah, seven questions uh, we ask you with two options for each. Uh, when you get to the last or second last question, the end of the sixth question, you just have to call out Nuno to avoid any penalties. Okay. I'm not sure why we time this because everyone rushes through, but I'm more worried about the quality of your answers than rushing through to beat <laughs> a previous player. But okay. uh, the time to beat is MacArthur Bulls uh, defender Liam Rose, which is about 23 seconds. So more worried about your answers than I am about anything else. And if we have a bit of time, we'll go back and touch on a few of those questions. You ready to go? Yeah, ready to go. First question, snow or sand? Snow. Sergio Ramos or, or Fabio Cannavaro? Sergio Ramos. Adidas or Nike? Adidas. Marvel or DC? So Marvel being Spider-Man, Iron Man or the Hulk or DC being Batman, Super, Superman or Wonder Woman? Uh, DC. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Nuno. Nuno. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, comedy or action movies? comedy okay not bad 24 seconds not bad at all no not bad let's touch on a couple of these so you said uh the world yep. cup over the champions league why just because it's the opportunity you can represent your country in the highest level of football i think is like the of course champions league is the elite of football like the best football players are there but the world cup is always like a chance to represent your country in the highest level as well of the, the football, international football. Uh, so that's why I choose. You must have come very close. So you represented Portugal at all all ages other than the, the senior team. You must have come very close. Yeah, once or twice I was in the final list, but after I was cut, like in the last 30, and after he called 23 and I was out. And yeah, it was, was one of my... Like heartbroken, <laughs> how you can say this in in English? I don't know, but one of the the little things that I wish I could. But yeah, I also had like a good career playing a lot of places, so I was happy with that. I was going to say you've had an amazing career playing in all the big leagues. You've uh, got a great family, so you know if if there's one that you didn't win, then you know it's part of life, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of life. You said snow over sand. Do you, do you like uh, skiing or what's the, what's the reason for going for the snow? No, because just a few times I'm in the snow and the few times I'm in the snow, I enjoy a lot. Like with the family, we walk, we walk around, we play a lot with the, with the snow. It's not about skiing or nothing. It's just because we like to see everything white, play with the snow, with the kids and because of that only. Okay. You went for Sergio Ramos over my Italian defender, Fabio Cannavaro. I could have thrown in even Franco Baresi, but it wouldn't have mattered because I think you would have gone for Ramos. Being an excellent centre defender, what do you like about Ramos? 
his titles, his gold. I think everything speaks by himself. Uh, of course, the people say about the red card, the, the defender with the most red cards in the in the history, blah blah blah. But the guy, the guy is a beast. Like I, I'm not taking the credit of Cannavaro. Cannavaro won the best player of the world as well. Uh, I think was the only defender. Oh, I think he, back and yeah, power, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like nowadays, it's so difficult to win. Cannavaro won, um, but like no, Ramos have something different. Have a lot of quality as well with the ball. I think in these modern days, it's important the defenders as well can play with the ball. That's why I choose Ramos. Okay, you went for uh, coffee over tea. Being in Melbourne, where it has probably the best coffee in Australia. What do you drink? So what, are, what have I got you drinking? And were you drinking coffee before you came to Victory? Is it something that you've acquired since you've come to Melbourne? No, I was always a coffee guy. I never liked tea. I never drink tea. Uh, my wife drinks a lot of time at home, but I, I don't like the flavor, no way. <laughs> um, and when I when I arrived here, everybody told me about the coffee. Hey, here's the one of the good places you can drink coffee. And I say, good for me. <laughs> Let's go. And every day. At least three. <laughs> so, what do you have? Do you have latte or food. short black or what, what's your what's your uh, what's your drink? Uh, or piccolo or latte, okay. something like that. You're a man but in a hurry. A man in a hurry. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's something something small to grab or the airport or in the coffee and just walking. Nice. All right, one, one more question. I know you're a busy man, so just one more before we uh, before we let you go. You said comedy movies over action. Yeah. What, what's, your, what's the latest comedy movie or what's your favourite? What's something that uh, you really enjoy? You've watched multiple times. My favourite movies are not about comedy, but I like, like now if I go home and I speak with my wife, let's see a movie, maybe I choose a comedy movie because it's light, like it's, you, can, you can laugh with that. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to be so focused on the movie. You can, you can do it with your kid and see the movie as well. And my wife as well don't like a lot of action movies, so it's all about comedy or like uh, uh, documentaries, something like this. Um, and action movies, I I don't watch too much, to be honest. It's more about or comedy or after, or also some like uh, based on something real. I like to to see as well. More important question: Does your wife and your kids do they think you're funny? Could you be a comedian in their eyes? My kids, yes. My wife sometimes she <laughs> said to me, yeah, you're not funny. But I think it's because she's upset with some things. Now that's a standard line from the wives. They always say you're not funny. Even if they think you are, no. they'll tell you you're not they funny. Don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always like that. But we need, to, we need to learn to live like this. All right, mate. Well, I know you're very busy and I know that you've got lots on with the, the Melbourne Victory. So, look, once again, thank you very much for coming on and chatting with us on the Football Revolution. We wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the season. Hopefully, uh, the Victory can uh, put some silverware in the uh, cabinet. It's been a little bit long overdue. We hope you continue to play very well and we hope that uh, you and the family keep enjoying Australia and get to explore a bit more. Maybe in the off-season you can visit uh, WA or some of the other states, maybe even come and spend a bit of time in Sydney up here. We'd be happy to take you out for the day down to Bondi or something and uh, grab, grab something to eat. But uh, until uh, we catch up with you again, thank you very much and it's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you very much for that as well. It was a pleasure to speak with you, to be in the, the show and hopefully in the end of the season some civil war. It's going to be in the cabinet for sure. All the best, Roderick. We'll speak to you soon.
You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. We uh, we thank Roderick Miranda very much for uh, his chat with us, and uh, absolute pleasure having a star like that on the show. So, uh, as we said earlier, uh, extended clinical finish uh, on t- on this week's show or this week's episode, um, weekly Tom Hammond Award. So it's it can be a shot, a strike, a quality piece of attacking brilliance, anything that. Uh, I suppose we can compare to your amazing when you used to be Tommy Hammond every week when you used to come on the show. So um, there was this. The final round can was. I rain- nom- can, can I nominate myself this week? Of course you can. But there was the, the final round was raining diminds. Last week I yeah, said good. there was there wasn't many. This week it was raining yeah, diamonds. It was absolute quality. So I've got quite a few here to throw at you. If you've throw, got any others, you can let's, chuck them in. So Callum Timmons opener against City was absolute brilliant class. Yeah, brilliant. Piscopo's wonderful winner against the Wanderers. So www.whatthe. Um, yep. <laughs> Cummings on fire in the F3 derby with his fantastic curling shot. Alfie's half century in the big blue. Or Adelaide duo Lopez and Kito's stunning strikes past the human force field. It's tough. It is tough. Do you want to break it down? It's tough. Um, look, the, the goal from, from Timmons and Harvey Lopez, very similar. Can, so can you rule some out now? Are you gonna so I think I'm going to rule those two out. Okay. Only they're they're both great finishers, but I I think they're just because they're they're so similar, same sort of position on the field. Um, I'm I'm just gonna rule rule those two out. Great goals though. Okay. Both yep. great both great finishers. Okay, so it leaves um, Piscopo, Cummings, Alfie, and Kito. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add to it, by the way? Without me presuming that you didn't. No, I don't think so. No, that that, that was that was it. There's, okay. there's already six there that were. Unbelievable. And last week I was um, trying to last week we were scrambling up. to find yep. some, anything. I was going to watch your game and see if I could. There was any good goals. There, in that. there were. There <laughs> were. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, God, Alfie's Alfie's goal I liked, yeah, but it looked slow motion. Yeah, was it in, was it in slow mo? I don't think he really connected. You know, I don't. I don't think he. I think he sort of got a bit of a bit of ankle, a bit of shin. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a fluent strike. Um, Okay, so there's no, so, um, there's even though he's a Sydney boy and it was his fiftieth uh, in no, this country, there, there's, you're still, look, there's no sentiment for you there. There is sentiment. There is sentiment, and and he's been great for Sydney FC, and happy for him to score his fiftieth. Um, I just don't think it was better than a few of those other goals. Oh, so we put a line but, through, so, so we're line, down to three. Line through Alfie. Um, I'm going to put a line through Piscopo. Okay, as well. Um, Any particular reason? Look, nice finish. Nice finish. But I still think maybe the keeper could have done a little better. Okay, you're a bit harsh. Right. But harsh, harsh, but harsh, harsh, but that's that's the, the reality. Could, the keeper could have done a bit better. Yeah, he, 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 he could have like, done a bit like better, he, like Lover did. Could have maybe like could have maybe like <laughs> stretched his arm out or something. Like <laughs> okay. maybe dive for it. Okay. Um. So I, I, we're down to two. So it's Cummings and um. Well, my goal of the week is in there. So what I thought should have been, but I'm right, letting so you, you choose. So you got so it's down to two. Yeah. So I've I've got a f- each way bet of at least collecting this week's winner. All right. God, look, I'm going to go with um, Jason Cummins. Yeah, that's mine. Is that, is that yours? Yeah, I, look, I right. like kiddos too, but I think that uh, maybe him bowling the googly uh, uh, confused the keeper a bit because even he was shocked when he went in. He was like, I can't believe I bought a ticket and the winning yeah. numbers have come in. Whereas uh, with, our, with our man who does his, uh, you know, his little mask and stuff, he, that's not actually good for podcasts because you can't actually you can't. hear me when I do that. But do so, when I do yeah, so if we did get Cummings on, we'd have to say to him, don't do your celebration while we're talking to you because you can't hear him. Mask off. <laughs> We'd have to, but uh, yeah. Look, right. he um he he knew exactly when he struck it where it was going. He yeah. knew exactly what it was going to mean to his team, and he knew exactly where he was going after it. So yeah. I yeah. think that was yeah. It was mask on and straight to the club, straight over to the bench, and straight over to Pappas to say you could have had this maybe, but uh, too bad. <laughs> you will never get this. You will never get this. <laughs> 
All right. So um, so so this week's winner of the weekly Tom Ed Award and our last Tom Hammer Award for the regular season goes to uh, the, the the Mariners' absolute superstar Jason Cummings, as you said before, Cum Dog Millionaire. Come dog millionaire, he's now a <laughs> he Tom Ahmed award winner. He is, he is there. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing uh, week full of uh, fantastic goals. But uh, moving on to this week's, whereas usually we talk about uh, the, the fixtures that we're excited about, this week there's only two. It's the final starting. So Western United host the Phoenix. Um, whilst two teams in form, Adelaide will welcome the Mariners to Hindmarsh. So if we have a look first at Western United Phoenix, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Huge game for Western United. Um, they've, they've been so good all season, but like we said, we're starting to think that they've ran out of steam a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the damage is on uh, Nikolai Topper Stanley. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say to me, it depends on what the damage is on the Phoenix. So does tonight's outcome, even though it doesn't change where they finish, does that have a bearing on how they perform against Western United? If they go in, have a great result against City tonight, do they go in with confidence? Okay, maybe a few battle wounds, but you're on a high. Or if they go out there and they don't have have a, such a great outcome against uh, the City, do they go in against Wanderers with their tail between their legs and maybe that affects them? No, I don't think so. Look, they'll they'll they'll, they'll know they'll, they'll have one one mind on tonight and and getting the job done and and trying to uh, spoil the party for for City, but they'll also have a they'll also be looking towards um, Saturday's game. Um, so I, I don't think win win lose or draw tonight. I don't think it will have too much of an impact on on Saturday's game. They'll they'll know exactly what they need to do. They'll they'll play tonight. They'll be professional about it. Um, they'll, they'll they'll gather and then they'll prepare start preparing for the weekend. So okay. So before um, I ask you who do you like in that game, if the Phoenix get knocked out on the weekend against Western United, it's still been a great season for them in my opinion, considering the relocation and everything. If Western United lose on the weekend, is that a fail? Oh, look, I wouldn't say fail fail because at the start of the season, we weren't really talking about them being top three. Yeah. Or you, 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 were you? I think when we had our in the know with Roy O, maybe it was in the know with Gio because I, I was talking, while well, he was talking up the Jets and other teams, I talked up yeah, well, uh, He victory. was talking up Perth I Perth talked up Victory and Western United. They're the two that I was talking up. All right, so so maybe they were in your top three, but I don't think they would have been in, they weren't definitely weren't in my top three. Okay, so even though it, the season you had low expectations and then all of a sudden they've strung together a really great season, that they have lost a little bit of momentum now, that doesn't affect their overall performance, you still think it's been a very yeah, look, a, an excellent season uh, for Western United, considering what they did last year, and, and also considering that they've uh, they've got some good young, uh, young players in this year who have had a bit of game time. They've been without their number one ma- main man for a while now, Diamante, and last year, if that had happened, they wouldn't be able to win a game. Oh, without him last year, they were, they were dreadful. They were, they were horrible. Yeah. Yeah, so, so to be without him this year for, for so long, um, they, they recruited really well. Leo Lacroix, brilliant. Uh, Priyavich up top, Jamie Young, being brilliant. Jamie Young, outstanding goalkeeper of the year for me. Neil Kilkenny, he's got that experience. He's he's that player that oh Wenzel Halls, at least yeah, goes yeah, on. yeah, exactly. So they, they've done really well. Um, they've they've got a, a solid squad. Um, uh, look, I, I still think I still think still think they win this weekend. Okay. So moving on to the other the other game, so Adelaide uh, entertaining the Mariners at Hindmarsh, which is a very exciting game considering, as we said earlier, both teams are in excellent form. What are your thoughts here and who do you like? This is going to be a cracking game, I think. Yeah, it will. I think amazing. this game's got maybe three, four, five goals in it. Okay. Um, you know, it could be a 3-2 to, to Central Coast or a 3-2 to Adelaide or a 4-2 or, you know, 4-1, whatever it is. Um, 
But I, I think is this is is this just a cherry on top for either side if they both get through? You watch now; it's going to be nil or and go to pens. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, look, they they've both had great seasons. Um, both teams sort of they sort of it was like a roller coaster season for them. Essentially, they they were up, then they were down, then they were up, they were down. They back up. Um, they've they've got some great players. I think Craig Goodwin for me is may, maybe been the player of the year. Um, and now Cummins coming into the Central Coast Mariners. Um, he's given them that extra bit of bite up top. Um, compliments Urena and Moresh. Even Moresh playing a little bit deeper now as well. So um, they've been great. Um, look, I, I think this is going to be a very, very good football game um, with with plenty of goals, plenty of action. Um, I don't think either team are going to really like sit back. I think they're both going to they're going to go at each other. Um, you know, Mariners have got. We spoke about Moresh and Kololo has been brilliant this second half of the season. Uh, Jason Cummings. Um, the the young boys of the Mariners have been have been really good. So and and not to mention Birigetti, yeah, ridiculously good. Birigetti in goals and and Gauchi in goals as well for, for Adelaide has been fantastic as well. So can you split these two? It, it's going to be difficult. I God, I think I'm going to go with Central Coast. Okay, so based on that, so first place hosts the lowest ranked winners the following week, and the second. Uh, team, the second team came second, uh, host the higher of those in the semi-finals. So, based on what you're saying, look, we don't know at this stage first and second until after the Phoenix game tonight. But if Western United and the Mariners did win, then Western United would be the higher ranked. So yes, so Western United would play whoever finishes second. So yeah, Western United, yeah, and the Mariners will play whoever finishes first. Yes, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my pick at the moment. Um, I think they'll get through. Oh God, I don't know. Adelaide United Central Coast is a it's a and tough we, game. And if we base it on what you said earlier, you, you're saying there'll be a, a draw tonight, so it means that victory would be first. Yeah, so City would be second. All right, so if yeah. if if, uh, if Wellington draw with uh, City tonight, it will be um, victory versus Central Coast, which is a, a replay of the uh, FFA Cup final this Correct. year. So. Yep. You know, a bit, a bit to play for there, and uh, City versus West United, which is a, a derby. Yeah, and look, even if you if, if you did flip it and you did throw in the Phoenix or Adelaide, just some real exciting look, games coming way, up. In either way, of weeks. we've got some big games coming up. Um, and look, and no no disrespect, we've cut away some dead wood because there's some oh. teams at the moment who are hard to watch. Right? Let's be honest, we're not we're not sitting there every week saying everything's great, and it doesn't matter what league you are. I watched, oh, I think Southampton and someone a couple of weeks ago in the world's best league, the Premier League, and it was there's a bit bloody of painful. In that. There's a bit of dead wood in that. It was. It? it was like watching paint dry on the wall. Yeah. It was it was pretty ugly. So yeah, look, I think we've got. Six teams that I think deserve to be there. I don't think there's any teams that can feel like they've you know, been hard done by or that, that they that they didn't get a good rub of the green or with injuries or something this year. The six best teams got through. Um, just before we move on to the final little part, um, you were saying last week that, uh, and, and I don't think Pappas will be sending any Christmas cards, that uh, Pena would be someone that everyone's chasing and rumour has it Sydney FC are going to go in for him now and he's going to be oh, their marquee man. Oh, so Someone's listening to the podcast because I said... A team like Sydney FC should come in and snap him up. Oh, mate, I was laughing when and I saw he, it. And it, honestly, he would be he would be brilliant at Sydney, and that's the type of player that, that um, Sydney need at the moment. But surely you feel sorry for the uh, the, the Novacastrians right up there who have fallen in love with uh, with, with I suppose you, you do. Could, Look, you, this, could call, you could call him the Mad Hatter, couldn't you? Because he's fantastic on the pitch, but he does have that uh, other is. side the, to him. The issue with this, yeah. the uh, only issue I have with this is that Newcastle won't get a transfer fee for that, right? So if Newcastle had bought Pena, I think he's only, he's only on loan. If they had bought him, um, 
They would yeah. have funds to reinvest in the squad. Exactly. Yep. So th- this is a, an issue, a, a bigger issue in the in the game here. Um, clubs need to have control of their players. They need to be able to financially invest in players and then get a return from them as well. So if, if Sydney's a, a bigger club than Newcastle, which they are, right, if they want to... Not based, on, not, not based on this oh, season. Well, at the moment, yeah, they're pretty even. <laughs> I was say, yeah, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a stretch of the imagination at the moment, but yeah, okay. But if, Keep if telling that, story. If that's the case, um, you know, Newcastle, if, if they have this player, that's an, that's an asset to their club. They should be able to go on and, and sell it to a club like Sydney or if, if a Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City, whoever wanted to come in and buy him, right? So that, that's the only issue I have with it. He'll, does it, he'll, does it have ramifications? Only time will tell if it has ramifications for other players in the squad because I believe Bratz hasn't re-signed yet and other people. And uh, I don't know what Armini's contract was, but he was a, a replacement for Bratz. Braden, which, yeah. And I don't think he did the job that they were hoping he would do. And look, yeah. let's be honest, not many people can do the Bratton. Oh, uh, Bratton's a fantastic player. Yeah. Look, oh, I thought Armini's been solid. Uh, You've you got to remember he's come off uh, a pretty bad knee injury as well and he, and he hadn't played for a long time. So... You know, look, it, I, it I was I, a very I, high bar. It, it was a very high bar, but I'm going to say Sydney as a squad didn't perform as well as they should have this season. The other one we were talking about last week was Bazanik, and from uh, if you read stuff on socials, which I don't know how you know how, how truthful it is, but uh, he's on his way to the Wanderers. So as you no, said, that'd be a huge, huge scoop for them. Because it would be, and he's had a falling out. But look, I think the Mariners have shown that uh, no one's bigger than the Mariners, and I think maybe two, three seasons ago, they would have done anything no matter what had happened between them and the player to keep him because they find it hard to attract. They've yep. shown this year bringing in Cummins, Encololo and certain people, you want to play for the Mariners. And there's yeah, pride look, in there and there's a good brand of football and they're, they're a club that, uh, you know, you want to be part of. Yeah, definitely. Look, we, we were saying, um, you know, Oli Bazanic is such a big piece of that or he was such a big piece of that Central Coast team. But maybe they've shown now that, you know, life goes on and, and they've moved on from it and... If Ollie's going to go and, and play for, for Western Sydney next season, good luck to him. He's a fantastic player. He's a leader. Um, you know, he's played at this level and he's played at higher levels overseas. So he's a fantastic player. Um, and I just want to see him back playing football and, and doing well. Let's watch his space. So if they missed uh, any of uh, tonight's show or any of our, I suppose, regular season shows, interviews with the players, uh in the Nova Royo, anything, just uh, where can they catch those episodes, VIG? Yeah, they can catch us on Football Nation Radio, so download their app and, and right across their platforms. Or they, or they can also go to Spotify, uh, Google and Apple Podcasts. It's the first time I've seen you uh, almost fall on the ice then. You've, you've said it And YouTube times. as well. Get on the YouTube channel, check out the videos. <laughs> it's the first time I think I've almost seen you uh, fall on You rattle on me. It. You've rattled me. Yeah, I know. Too much football. Uh, look, we'd love to thank our special guest, Melbourne Victory's Portuguese defender, Roderick Miranda. Uh, more big guests coming up next week. I'm not going to give it away, but he's played at a World Cup, so that's very exciting for us. And uh, yeah, look, a big game tonight between uh, Melbourne City and the Phoenix and some huge finals on the weekend leading into the week after semi-finals but uh, until then as we say rise up and join the football revolution we'll catch you next week